Hey all, so today we are doing something a little bit different in the feed. Today we are sharing a sponsored podcast. It's an episode of a show called Real Good. And Real Good started back in the summer of 2020 with the goal of helping people with their own financial literacy and education. Created by U.S. Bank, the hosts Faith Sally and Greg Cunningham bring guests on to discuss all the different ways people approach finance, the ways they talk about money. You know, it's, it's a subject that a lot of people find it difficult to discuss. And this shows all about how understanding finance can help folks, especially people who don't have a lot of money to begin with, build wealth over time. In this clip, uh, you're going to hear host Greg Cunningham talk about how his own family and his own mother raised her kids on a secretary salary, all with the single-minded goal of getting them into a home. It also features an interview with Tanya Van Court, the CEO of Goalsetter, which is a family financial platform. So have a listen. So here's my theory. You know, if you meet somebody and you want to get to know them, you can Ask them where they grew up and what was your childhood like, maybe what their parents did, where'd you go to school, what'd you want to be? Yeah. If, if you ask someone what were the lessons in financial literacy, like however that mm. showed up for you or didn't show up, that you yes. got as a kid, I think that would tell you so much about a person right? Not even about just that Absolutely. person, but about their parents, their grandparents, and then their relationship with money now and how they talk to their kids about it. Absolutely. I love that. I, I thought you were going to start by saying like you did last time, like I read this study and I was going to feel really <laughs> bad that I hadn't read this study too. <laughs> so I'm glad you started with an easy one. No, this, this is a high, this is a personal <laughs> hypothesis. No, this is good. This and is, so I, think you're I want to know, um, before we started recording today, we were talking about your your 92-year-old mother, who sounds adorable. That's a really good place to start. Yeah. So what? Because you know what I learned about financial literacy, the what? conversations we had. Um, and it's so appropriate that we started this conversation talking about my mom, because that's where I learned about money, um, both good and bad. And I love my mom, so this is not any sort of criticism in that respect. But um, I just remember um, so many, um, I'll say it this way. If we, there was a credit union in our neighborhood and uh, called Lavelle um, Savings and Loan, and the guy who owned the credit union belonged to our church. And so, you know, we would see him at church. I would see him at church every Sunday. And the point I'm making, Faith, is he knew us personally. And the story I'm, I'm sharing is if, if he hadn't, or if a big bank had owned our, uh, our mortgage at the time, we would have been on the street. Um, and so the fact that we had a relationship Why? with him. and he, Why would you have been on the street? Well, because my mom was a single mom, widowed mom raising five kids on like a, you know, at that time they used to call them secretaries or administrators um, salary Good and trying Lord. to make it all work. And, you know, she was determined to have us live in a single family home. Like in my neighborhood, if you lived in a single family home, you were, you were rich. Like you were wealthy. Wow. Like that was how people... And my mom's home was a big home. She still lives in the home um, I grew up in, by the way. Um, but to the I kids in our neighborhood. I believe it's AKA the Greg Cunningham Childhood Museum. Absolutely. <laughs> there is that part. There's a whole wing dedicated to pictures. <laughs> she of charges <laughs> admission. <laughs> I have I got membership, merch. though. Yeah. I'm still in merchandise. But yeah. But, it, but y'all were doing well. 
compared to compared to to most and like because we lived in a single family home and so like for her that was my mom's dream like mm. moving us out of the projects when my dad was alive my mom literally said to my dad she's moving us out of the project she didn't care how she has to do it my dad came home from work one day and all of our stuff was on the front was in the front of the project oh she meant business like that's how we moved she moved us into an apartment that her brother owned and then she said, I'm going to buy that house across the street someday. And then after my dad died, she was able to purchase the house. Um, but those were the lessons that I learned was one that you actually didn't have to have a lot of quote unquote, you know, money to feel a sense of, of wealth and to be wealthy. Hmm. Um, but I also learned the value of money um, from that um, because we didn't have a lot of it and we had to make it stretch. And, you know, for her to say I'm moving us into a home, understanding the importance of home ownership and having a house. I mean, home is not a place, right? It's a it's a feeling. So that's a different, but I mean the actual thing of owning a home, home ownership and the dignity and and you know, self-worth that comes with that was something my mom taught us very early. And was it explicit ever? Was she teaching you, now listen, this is what a mortgage is, or was it all by role modeling? No. It was role model because she didn't really even understand it, right? Like, which Whoa. is why, you know, like she didn't really even understand all that came with having a mortgage and home upkeep and all this stuff that is one thing to own a home and get into a home. And then what most people don't realize is once you get in the home is it's a lot. It takes a lot to maintain a home, as we all know, right, to, to, to manage and maintain and the upkeep that comes with it. And as I said, as a, you know, widowed mother of five, like trying to stay on top of that was difficult. Um, and so we did have challenges, but we worked through it and through the compassion of people. And, you know, as I said, the the savings and loan and then them helping us understand what choices we needed to make, we were able to get through it. But those days and, and those types of surround services you know, in a much different way nowadays are so important for people. So it's not just the education. It's how do you, you know, also think differently about, you know, helping people work through some of those issues that aren't always as a parent. Did you, with your kids who are now young adults, youngish adults, did, did you make it a point to be explicit about this is what financial literacy is? This is what you need to know. I never use that word with my kids. Yeah. But I shared um I shared those stories, Faith. Like that that's how I have always done it. It's shared the stories and you know the challenges that we had um and the decisions that that we had to make um growing up. Like I shared all that and my kids saw it. Like I brought my kids back to where I started and even the decisions that my wife and I have had to make, you know, our kids, you know, at one point we've said to our kids like you have to choose between, you know, this house or going to private school. <laughs> and like, we had to make some decisions when they were young about, you know, where we were going to live. And, and that for them was very real, you know, and we just let them, we were just always very transparent about our kids, about what we had and what we didn't, because we were, our kids were surrounded by a lot of other families that had a lot and we had to help them understand that's not us. We don't, we don't have it like that, you know? So oh, I relate to this. I relate to Choices. this. This is, yeah. Do you do this in Zooms? This is what I noticed now my kids during during remote school. I think it's sign language for same, same. Yeah, I, okay, I, I'm going to do that. Yeah, do I mean, that. you and I have 
such different backgrounds, right? Childhood backgrounds. Yeah. But I relate as a parent. And, and I have yeah. to know, what did your kids say? Did they want private school or the house? They they wanted the school. Huh. <laughs> they, huh. they liked their school. <laughs> they liked their school. I mean, because they, they equated that to you know, just sort of, um, they liked that environment, that learning environment that they were in and the friendships that they, that they were able to build, but they understood that, you know, there are some kids and some families that have, yeah, they understood what choices are about, you know, value, value, you make value-based decisions, right? Yeah. And I appreciate, values-based decisions, yeah. I, I appreciate what you say about transparency because I've heard Tanya Van Court, whom we're going to be talking with, talk, talk about how parents n- must not be afraid to talk about money and to be and to be transparent about what's yeah. a stretch, what's hard, what savings means, how much we have, like in a way that's appropriate to that family. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. And uh, and P.S. I really want to interview your mom. <laughs> Oh, let's do that. You would get let's a kick out of that. Let's do it. You would get a kick out of it. I would love that. Let's do that. Oh, Tanya Van Court is here, everybody. There she is. Tanya, I don't know if you got to hear the end of that, did you? The TVC. I did not get to hear it, but it sounds like it was a party that I just jumped into. Yeah, it's always a party it. with Greg Cunningham. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it, it might be. It might what be. It might be. It might be. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tanya Van Court, does anybody call you TVC? Wow, you are just jumping into this hot. Absolutely. <laughs> All of my, uh, you know, my, my closest friends from high school mostly. Oh, well, Greg, I think that's our invitation, right? I think so. I, yeah, I, there it is. Tanya Van Court, thank you so much for joining us on Real Good. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here. Good to see you. Thank you. Can you kind of um, let our listeners know who you are and, and, and what you do, the name of what you've created? Sure. Tanya Van Cord, CEO and founder of Goalsetter. Goalsetter is a saving, investing, smart spending, and financial education platform created for the entire family. With an extremely adorable owl icon. I love it. So Greg, we've talked about the painting behind you, which I think you told me, told me, is it called the homecoming or coming home? You're going to, Oh, my painting. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mine is welcome home. Welcome yes. home. And, uh, TVC Tanya behind yeah. you, Greg already identified it. It's Duke Ellington, right? It is. And yep. behind me, right. I've got my kids art. And I think all of that is like tracks for today's conversation, right? (laughs) It is. You nailed it. it. All together. You know, that's right. Tanya, Greg and I were just talking about how if you ask someone what kind of lessons they received in financial literacy, however that shows up, right? Because that's a that's a very fancy, you know, phrase. But the lessons they got as kids in whatever that means, money, finance, that will tell you so much about their origin story, about their parents, about their grandparents, and about their future and their children. 150%. And you don't know how many of those stories I've heard and how people have connected them to, and this is why I'm like this as an adult, right? I remember talking yes. to one person who said, you know, my my parents spent every dime they ever had. I mean, we were, we were broke. They didn't talk about budgeting at all. There was no saving. They spent every dime they ever had. And that's why I'm like that as an adult. 
Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, and the through lines are sometimes, and I followed in their footsteps and sometimes the through lines are, and I hated that. And so I made sure that, you know, I crafted a life for myself that was completely the opposite, but it always goes back to that upbringing and what you learned in, you know, between the ages of zero and 10, probably. Yeah. And so as we talk about people's stories and what made them, um, we, I want to hear, we want to hear how you became who you are. Uh, Your Twitter bio says maker of things and teller of stories, which is Greg. That's like our jam, right? We love all of that. All of that. So, so who, who are you? Where, what was the first kind of lesson in financial literacy you got from your parents and where were you? Well, I'd have to start my origin story with, you know, Greg and I were best friends in high school. Oh, given, just right? Just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Prom 1988 was amazing. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> Greg still has the boot in the air, Tanya. Make it last forever make was it the last, theme. Make it last. <laughs> and, and, the four, and the four was a number four. Oh, yeah. Oh, All I remember about prom is my, my, my shirt and my shoes matched. They were both maroon. Oh, I'm mazel sure. tov, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone else remembers them too, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty fly. Let me just say. <laughs> it worked, though. It worked. Oh. It worked. <laughs> okay, let me, let me restart that. Let me, let, me answer that. <laughs> let me answer that question again. I don't think we're going to be able to get through this podcast. I hate to tell you, going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, so I was born in East Oakland, California. My mom was an elementary school teacher in the Oakland public schools. She was a single mom of six kids. Oof. And, you know, listen, when you talk about her own money story, she had five kids by her first husband. They got divorced. She married my dad, who was 10 years her junior. And so my mom was 35. Nice. My dad was 25. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He must have been wearing a maroon uh, shirt and shoes. And it'd make it last forever playing in the background. <laughs> That's right. Tanya, do you know that Greg was raised by a single mom with four siblings? I did not know that. Yeah. Y'all have that in common. I did not know that. Yeah. We have that in common. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, my mom and dad <laughs> did not make it last forever. They got divorced when I was two. And, I, and the truth of the matter is, I think a big part of that was probably sent around money. Mm. You know, my mom had six kids. My dad wanted to go and hang out, as most 25-year-old men do. And uh, she said, look, that's not the stage of life I'm in right now, and that's not what I can afford to do. Um, and so they got a divorce. Um, and so my mom was a single mom of six kids. And in spite of that, she used to bring home more kids on the weekends. And oh so, gosh. you know, literally when I tell you that there are pictures of myself and my siblings, and I say, who's that little girl? Because I don't recognize the kid. My oldest sister will say, oh, that's somebody who mommy brought home that weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, so, um, and so, you know, that was, um, quite frankly, my first money lesson, right? We didn't have a lot, but in spite of what we had, my mother always figured out a way to make it go even further than our family to those who were really in need. And so uh, building bridges and closing gaps is a core part of my DNA and, and really critical to who I am and how I live my life. And so fast forward a few years, and when I was six years old, my mom died of a brain aneurysm. And my aunt, my mother's sister, adopted all six of us. 
So now she went from being a single mom of one to being a single mom of seven kids. Uh, mm. And so when you think about the money lessons there, the money lessons just continue to extend. The fourth season of Real Good is out now. And if you like what you heard and want to hear the rest of this episode, subscribe to Real Good wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.